0: Radio Three CR.
1: We are still fired up and we're still talking about revolution.
0: Hello and welcome to the Doing Time show. This is 3CR Community Radio, 855am on the dial, streaming live on www.3cr.org.au. This is Marissa and I'll be taking you through until 5 o'clock this evening. First up on the show we have Brett Collins from Justice Action speaking about the broken New South Wales youth justice system, which sees highly disadvantaged children and youths locked away in under-resourced facilities. This sparked a recent riot highlighting systemic issues. And instead of just speaking about the violence that has happened um, and rooftop actions and young people stealing keys... We will be speaking to Brett about why the riot happened and look at um, at other issues in regards to that. And also I believe that Justice Action is going to be writing to the Minister as well. After Brett, we will speak to Chris Breen. Um, thousands have rallied nationally um, to say six years too long, bring the refugees on Manus and Nauru here. Chris Breen is from the Refugee Action Collective and we'll be speaking with him Um, about refugees and asylum seekers um, and getting an update on him – sorry, on on them and what's going on. After that, we'll be speaking with DT, First Nations warrior and campaigner to defend the trees near Ararat, Victoria. DT was interviewed last Monday, but we are going to be doing a follow-up interview because there is a red alert out – Um, These trees are highly significant and an act of genocide. Protesters are camping out to save sacred Aboriginal trees and preparing to be evicted by Victorian police now that the federal government has given final approval for a controversial road project in Ararat, Victoria. A last-ditch attempt by the Wurrung traditional owners to protect Aboriginal land and sacred trees Along the 12 kilometre stretch of the Western Highway was rejected last week as Federal Environment Minister Susan Lee ruled in favour of the road's 672 million duplication. So we'll be speaking with DT about that. He's actually at the blockade. And then after that, we're going to be speaking with Ravi. Um, it's a pre-recorded interview prepared by Peter. Ravi is um, a poet and writer and asylum seeker. And there's going to be an event um, called Food for Thought that he's going to be talking about um, to highlight the plight of asylum seekers and refugees. Hello, Brett. Welcome to the program. Yes,
2: golly, Marissa. That sounds like a wonderful program.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Well done. <laughs> well, yeah, there's a lot there. It's going to be pretty action-packed.
2: <laughs> yeah, well done. Okay. It's always hit cutting around our area, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, Brett, let's talk about what happened. What's been happening with the youth in New South South Wales? Um, we need to do something before somebody dies, don't we?
3: Well, absolutely.
2: Look, the outrageous thing is that if prisons are a mess, uh, then uh, uh, juvenile justice is, would have to be the open sewer of it all. Yeah. Uh, they spend so much money; it's an amazing amount of money. Like every every person in the juvenile justice um, institution, right across Australia, it's not just New South Wales or Victoria, right across Australia, each one costs $530,000 a year. It's over half a million dollars a year. Right? Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the failure is amazing. The failure, it, it, more than twice the, <coughs> the um, reoffending are, um, of, of adults happens with youth. So more than double, like we turn to juvenile justice institutions. Um, uh, rather than uh, the immense failure anyway happening there, that's
0: horror. Absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, there's a riot that, that happened at the Frank Baxter Juvenile Justice Centre and it's drawn attention towards the broken New South Wales youth justice system. Can you talk about why you think this riot happened and also describe the position of justice action and what's happening there?
2: Look, absolutely. I mean, first of all, people are bored. <coughs> you know, most... Um, they're, they're, we're talking about kids between the age of 14 and 18. A few are older than that, but really that's the age we're talking about. Um, 14 times the rate are actually Aboriginal kids. Most of them have had all sorts of problems in the, in the past. They've been <clears throat> expelled from the schools. They haven't had the sort of um, stable upbringing that most people have. And so there are already people who have had, um, been rejected everywhere. And if you put them... All together in an area where they have nothing to do. Oh, surprise, surprise. They end up being, being naughty boys and, and um, <coughs> climbing on roofs and using all that good energy in negative ways. So that's what we really, really want to about. You have got to make sure that young people have got something, young people, every person has something positive to do, has nothing. path, have people around them who are inspiring, and then most of all, make sure that the money that's been spent on them is actually used productively and positively, not negatively.
0: Well, yeah, indeed, and and in fact, we all know that prison's are business. Um, the riot began, I believe, around 8.30pm on 21st of July, and the youths apparently surrounded a juvenile justice officer and stole their set of keys, and then they they actually went up on the roof and started attacking sex offenders. All of that has been portrayed in the media, and it's really quite concerning, isn't it, Brett, because now well, yeah. punishment is going to be happening to, to these young people and, and nothing, what, what's the, what can we do? What's an alternative to locking people up and punishing them? It's not going to help, is it?
2: Well, look, quite honestly, and our punishment, come on, bring it on. What are you going to do?
0: Yeah.
4: You've
2: got here you go, young kids I mean, who have nothing to do anyway and at last, at last they have some focus of attention. People are actually looking at them and then wondering, oh, what's going on here? So then if nothing else, have achieved um, our um, attention. Yes. And it's negative attention, make some attention. That's and then right. People have to start thinking. Well, just a moment. What is happening here, and why is it that we have all these people returning to juvenile justice institutions so such a rapid time after that? So then, what you? We have to we have got to do, and not just here in New South Wales or Victoria or Northern Territory, but what we're going to do is accept that kids shouldn't be locked up in cells and acted as though, and treated as though they are um, some sort of um, a rejection from the general community. That's a mistake. Because the moment you pull people out of the general community then you're isolating them, you're labelling them, you're la- you're having them believe they themselves in some way are in some ways defective. Whereas in fact that's not the case. Every young person has an opportunity to change and to take on new behaviours and to learn new things and what they need is a leg up. They need a role models, so they need people around them who are, who are interested in them and they need to have a, a, a sense that's uh, and some tools. They need to have um, access to information, access to, to the um, uh, uh, spirited, um, brilliant things that are happening around the world. Now, the only way, that, way those things can happen is, is ensuring they have computers in their cells. They have access to information. They have, um, the, uh, it can interact with um, other people outside, not just you know their mates beside them who are also naughty boys and girls, and talk about girls too, don't forget and what we're really talking about is ensuring that they become mainstream they have mainstream support and they have culturally appropriate ideas given to them uh, on their digital devices so you know as we all know these days nice stuff you know kids are, have always got their mobile phone they're always you know yeah, digital right. natives they're used to it. yeah and if you suddenly remove um, any Form of communication from those kids. They're going to be bored. They're used to having been up on Facebook or used to being um, yeah. able to email people and and receive information. And if you cut them out from um, having uh, the normal interactions that other kids have, they're locked up. Not only yeah. you're yes. well, you go off. you then give them no chance to expand, and no chance to develop, and also learn the skills they need to learn to use um, those resources safely and legally. And that's the sort of positive. Um, support that they need and they are entitled
0: to absolutely and in fact the thing that's quite concerning brett and perhaps you can comment on this is that it's a very as i said before it's very punitive inside the centre is under investigation has been for a couple of years and there have been numerous reports that have been carried out on the new south wales juvenile justice system that the use of strip searches and solitary confinement is is rife within the facilities.
2: Well, oh, that's right. Look, they did a, um, a examination only a short time ago about people who were locked up in the solitary confinement um, for, you know, for um, uh, many days. I think 10 days was sort of the, the period that people were being, being put aside. And then when the, um, uh, the Inspector of Custodial Services um, looked at the, uh, the cases, there were so many lies being told, even coming into Parliament, where the information was incorrect and, some, and then there's major embarrassment for the Minister. So the fact is, in New South Wales, has been a mess for a long while. They've been act- acting very defensively. They've bought nothing fresh in whilst they're spending an enormous amount of money. So there's really really an industry around these kids uh, who, are, who is more innocent. The industry is more innocent than actually keeping kids in and, and um, uh, getting the uh, most amount of money they possibly can whilst doing nothing. Absolutely. And to put computers into cells is basic. And we'll be talking to the minister. We have an appointment with the minister and um, for minister for juvenile justice in the next few weeks. Tell us and we're about now that. preparing information. Well, uh, look, the man's the man quite a reasonable man. His name is Gareth Ward. Is he? Uh, he's, a, he's actually. I mean, he's a blind man. He's a disabled man. He's become the new minister for disability as well as for juvenile justice. And, and so, an indication he's he's given so far is that he is prepared to look um, anew at the at the um, the system for juvenile justice. Really, but the, the truth. Yeah, yeah. well, he says that. But the, but the truth of it is that the bureaucracy is always in charge and, um, and Gareth Ward may well have some, uh, some fresh ideas, but when he hears what the uh, local level prison officers have to say and when he hears that are there concerns about their safety and the inverted commas and things, the whole range of things like that, we'll see how strong he is at that stage.
0: And who's the minister for Juvenile Justice? Is Gareth Ward. Oh, yes. Gareth Ward. He,
2: look, he, he's not, I spoke with him and one of him is at some Parliament House here. Um, a, a few weeks ago, and he, and he gave um, the indication of being prepared to listen. And, well, and some bad. of the things we're saying is it's really obvious. I mean, you know, if, you, if you're leaving people in cells with other naughty boys beside them and, you, and they've got no way of using the, the, you know, at least 18 hours a day left in their cells... If they have nothing positive coming there, well, of course, there's always only going to be negative stuff. That's they're right. Only going to be bored and, and up to, up to mis- But they're crying
0: out, out for help, Brett. I mean, y- you know, right. police are now threatening these young people with a charge of riot, which comes with a maximum sentence of up to 15 years inside. What is the point? And well, I is, ask you, so, a- you know, yeah. what's the point of sentencing these young people and punishing them when they should be going to school and there needs to well, be I'm innovative a- programs?
2: Look, uh, without, without a question, that's definitely the way um, it should go. But you know, that what the the old attitude of um, uh, of uh, uh, quite often older people um, is that um, young kids have got to be talked, got to be told. But what they're, what they're missing is that these young kids have been treated really, very frequently, um, in in really exploitative ways. They've been treated, they've been they've been uh, suffered physical and sexual abuse in, the, in their past. They've been, they've been through a, a, a very traumatic life, um, uh, life, uh, lives, and um, and you can't really punish people like that. But even if you tried to, you, you couldn't because Absolutely. they've already been punished by life. They really have, and they're disadvantaged, and they need a, a leg up. They need assistance. They need role models. They need a, a hand. They need totally right, appropriate yeah.
0: support. Absolutely. And and in fact, and we have to um, near the end of the interview now, and I'd like to do a follow up with you at some stage. um, But obviously, the New South Wales minister, as you said, families and communities, Gareth Ward, he's calling for an urgent independent review of the incident, isn't he?
2: Well, he is. That's right. But you know, I don't think he needs to have you know, more reviews and things because it's really obvious that
0: what's happening
2: here is not different than Northern Territory or Queensland. I mean, reality of it is, kids have got to have good things to do and have people around them that make them enthusiastic and want to um, want to reach for something fresh. And if they haven't got that in front of them, all, they'll do naughty stuff. And that's what that's what youth always has done and always will do. That's obvious.
0: Precisely. I mean, the community needs to respond to juvenile offenders in general with a focus on alternatives to locking up kids,
2: you know. Absolutely. And bringing positive stuff in as well. Good Aboriginal, um, Aboriginal people giving assistance to them as well and helping the Aboriginal community at the same time. And never forgetting this, that over half, over half of the kids in juvenile justice institutions are Aboriginal kids. That's amazing. to go Over half.
0: Absolutely. Brett, thank you so much for coming onto the program and um, we'll have you back um, for future updates and thanks for talking about this really important issue and good luck with your talk with the Minister. We'll have to back, have you back on to talk about that.
2: Lovely. Okay. Thank you. thank you for the chance to speak. Thank
0: you, Mr. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. bye And that was Brett Collins from Justice Action speaking about the broken New South Wales youth um, youth system and, and looking at what, what's going to happen um, with with young offenders, um, in inverted commas.
5: Three songs for 3CR on August 3rd bring solos, duos, trios and five choirs to raise funds for Music Sans Frontieres. The Oratory, Abbotsford Convent, 7.30pm, Saturday, August 3rd. Tickets at the door or go to www.boite.com.au. The Boite is a 3CR supporter.
0: And you're back with the Dawn Time Show and we're going to be speaking now with Chris Breen, from the Refugee Action Collective and as I said in my intro, thousands have been rallying and countless media releases have been written by the Refugee Action Collective and other concerned advocates and organisations about the plight of um, asylum seekers and refugees on Nauru, on offshore and onshore detention centres and also looking at what is happening with the coalition government and the fact that they're doing nothing. Hello Chris, welcome to the program.
6: Uh, thanks for having me on.
0: It's lovely to have you. Now, I'm wondering, Chris, if you could just give um, listeners a little bit of an update about what's been going on.
6: Okay. Um, quite a lot. Uh, so today there was a protest at Parliament House in Canberra of about five or 600 uh, refugees um, <coughs> about uh, protesting temporary protection visas. So importantly, refugee communities themselves um, had mobilised. So Iraqi refugees, Romanian refugees, um, people from uh, Sudan, Somalia, Bangladesh, Tamil communities. And um, there are currently about 30,000 TPV and Chef visa um, holders living in Australia facing increasing hardship. Uh, because they're on tpBs they can't establish their lives, they don't have a right to family reunion, they don't have a right to travel, the visa is only valid for three to five years, and they have to go through a long process to to get them reassessed. Um, So they were having a protest today, which, uh, you know, by all counts went very well. Um, There is, you know, still an ongoing crisis at the Mitre Detention Centre in Melbourne in Broadmeadows. Um, There was a a young Afghan refugee who died recently. Uh, We saw um, baby Isabella, uh, who was born in detention, has spent her whole 15 months of her life in detention, who was rushed uh, to hospital by ambulance after having uh, complaints that were ignored. Um, She was treated there for several days for influenza, which can be, you know, um, dangerous in children. And we also saw um, Serunica, um again, Australian-born child who's been in de- detention for over a year and a half, who uh, had to have her two uh, front teeth uh, surgically removed because they had rotted and not been treated in detention. And, you know, these horrors are, you know, a daily part of refugee lives. Um, Rack has a, a forum coming up about the what's going on at Melbourne Detention um, Centre on Monday, August fifth at six thirty pm at um, five hundred thirty five Elizabeth um, Street, and that's <coughs> before we, you know, don't even, haven't even started talking about um, Manus and Nauru. So it's yeah, a lot going on.
0: Absolutely, and indeed, uh, there's, there are a lot of health issues, a lot of duty of care. And a, a quite a lot of barbaric conditions
6: uh, yes like the I mean Peter Dutton has lied he said there are no children in detention we know that there are five children in detention in Melbourne I just talked about two of them who've been um, you know uh, sent to uh, the, had to have hospital visits um, there's a, another person I know who's been there for two years who only had a, a, um, a teacher for one hour a week situations and Um, you know, keep up for that one.
0: Could you just repeat those details, Chris?
6: Yeah, that will be um, uh, Monday, uh, September 2nd of August, 6.30, at the um, Nurses Union, 535 Elizabeth Street, Melbourne. Uh, Eyewitnesses from Manus and Nauru speak out about the case to close the camps.
0: Thank you for so much for for giving us the details and all those events and one final question, so yes. the government has obviously run out of options, obviously we need to bring them here. yes, but it's interesting that the government is refusing to accept the New Zealand offer of one hundred and fifty places per year. It's got no other third countries so w- what what's going on here?
2: Well
6: interestingly, there was an interview um, in. The Dut- uh, must have been a week or so ago, oh. where he left open the possibility of taking the New Zealand offer at some point, if, <clears throat> but not just right now. Um, which you know, <laughs> not you know right for now. him to, but, <laughs> but for him <laughs> to even leave that option open suggests that the government is under pressure, and that the the rallies and various actions are having an impact. It's obviously, not enough yet, but we 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 do need to. Um, Keep up the the pressure as much as we can because you're right. There is no solution at the moment. People have been on Manus and Nauru for six years. Um, there have been 12 deaths in that time. The US deal is exhausted, and Peter Dutton submits that. There's only I think there's about 580 people who've gone to the US. It won't be the 1250. There's you know 800 people who, <coughs> excuse me, are left behind. There's not a lot of people to take. Uh, There are already 900 people in the community from Manus and Nauru who've come here for medical treatment and other reasons. They don't cause any trouble. If the the 800 came apart from the political um, impact on the government, nobody would notice the people uh, here. So there are no third countries. Bringing them here really is the only option. Uh, And if the federal government, the longer they refuse, the longer they relent, the greater the chances are that there will be another death and detention. I mean, certainly self-harm is, is still a regular thing.
0: And indeed, <laughs> um, and this is this is a direct quote from one of the latest media releases put out by the Refugee Action Collective, that since the re-election of the federal coalition government in May, there have been over 100 serious self-harm and suicide attempts in PNG alone.
6: Yeah, that's right. You have to excuse me. I've got that's a bit okay.
0: cold. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, oh, we've got apologies. no, no. This is all. Uh, we we don't have hold buttons here. It's it's not three aw. So it's all nice and yeah, healthy no, and that, natural. That's right.
6: I mean, there's another there's another man, Muhammad, who's been in yeah on who's on hunger strike now. It's um, yeah. getting close to two weeks in in minor. He's been there for seven years. Um, so there's self harm and on manis. Um, you know, particularly severe on Manus after the election because uh, people did think that maybe some of them would get to go to New Zealand. That didn't happen and it was, you know, it was devastating uh, for people who spent, you know, six years of their lives on hold. Um, it's, you know, the, the the cruelty is beyond words. Um, there, there needs to be an end to this, this cruel cool chapter of Australia's history.
0: Oh, it's... it's... The mind boggles, really, doesn't it, Chris? Look, thank you so much for coming onto the program. It's been great having you. And um, I'm hoping, actually, to have Lucy on um, this Monday and she'll talk about the, the event um, at MITRE.
6: Teachers Action. Good on you. Okay. Thank thanks you very much.
0: Me. Thank you. hope your coal gets better. Thanks okay, a lot. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective speaking about... Um, the refugees and asylum seekers and giving some very important and pertinent updates on what's been going on. And if people want to know more, um, see if you can rock up to the Refugee Action Collective meetings every Monday and do Google the Refugee Action Collective Victoria. There's some amazing um, meetings that happen there and you can um, work out how you can help. And later on, uh, shortly we'll be um, hopefully speaking with DT Um, in the meantime um, please listen to this announcement about what's happening with the sacred trees and the Red Alert and how you can help.
5: Red Alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japurung traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japarang country near Ararat, or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit DWEmbassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty.
0: No trees, no treaty indeed. And you're welcome um, back, back onto the Do and Time show and um, back with the Do and Time show, I should say. And we're going to be speaking now with DT. Hello, DT. Welcome to the program. Hello. It's great having you, um, brother. Thank you. Are you. You're at the blockade now, are you?
1: Yeah, I'm set up
0: here. Fantastic. And um, you've done some amazing work, as have all the other warriors um, out there. So, yes, I certainly have. So, DT, it's pretty awful what's going on. I was just um, looking at some of the newspaper articles um, from the Age, the Ararat um, Times, and looking at the fact that the federal government has done absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing, to um, to help with... Protecting these trees. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah. Well, we know. We certainly know it's it's a it's a state and national route. So so that's you know that to, to to us that's that's one of the main arteries in terms of um, their, their big business going on. Um, so you know w- why would they want to help us when they want to you know in, in order to, to fix to fix a um, a national trade route? You know, it's a major trade route that goes all the way up to South Australia from Melbourne. So you know uh, they're conducting big business amongst amongst all of their friends and and you know and they, and they continue that down to their their contractors and the subcontractors and you know and and the contractors of this company you know is a, is a Chinese owned um, company and they're a very very unsafe company. Um, you know some of their workers haven't gone home to their families, and we're talking about safety.
0: There's a lot of safety going on and all you know safety issues. But it's also about the fact that the the environment minister Susan Lee, she ruled in favour of the roads um, 672 million dollar duplication.
1: Yeah, it's an act
0: of genocide. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, it's it's a complete act of genocide, especially when you're when you're trying to offer us a treaty, when you try to offer us agreement, um, an agreement of, of of stopping the war. Uh, and that you actually acknowledge um, your your basic history of of, of what you've actually done, um, you know that's that's not happening. You know oh. sovereignty never ceded in this country. Um, you know even when we go into the court system, you know we ask uh, we ask for you know a uh, certificate of ownership and, and and where's your authenticity and and you know and all those sorts of stuff and and, and no court in, in this country is able to. Uh, able to ever determine, you know, uh, our sovereignty. No court in this country. So, you know, that's corruption in itself, and, and this is a process and a continuation of, 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 you know, genocide. Um, and now it's just become, you know, in the form of 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 uh, things like destroying our children and destroying our futures and and you know, destroying our sacred places, which is a part of us. You know, they've they've got a good education about how we are and, and who we are to our country. That's right. And so this is just a continuation, and you know they see this. You know they've taken the water, you know, from from all other mobs and all that. And, you know that's a vital part of who we are as well. You know now you know the continue, the continuation of of destroying our homelands, which is you know which is which lands that have placenta and blood and and, and all that still in them. So you know our ancestors still still in those lands.
0: And, you know and- it's it's pretty ugly to to read some of the some of the papers. Um, DT. I'm not sure whether you've seen how um, they're trying to justify um, getting rid of these trees when it's about women's business. And one of the things that I was reading the other day, like they were saying, the age was saying, for example, that there were registered traditional owner groups, um, Matang apparently, um, that had been consulted. This Aboriginal corporation has apparently been consulted. I find that a misrepresentation and a gross injustice – can you talk about that? Because these these were the wrong traditional owners, right?
1: Yeah, and, and you know, in one sense, you know, we, uh, the rest of the mobs weren't consulted and whatnot. No, um, and and you know, in that sense, you know, at the same time, I'm I'm you know disheartened, disappointed. I just want to be able to clean this situation up because there's women and children that are relying on this country, and and you know, it really needs to be cleaned up and sorted out. And and you know the corporations and organisations need to be able to be you know stand up and, and back us as 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 the people that they speak on behalf of. And, and so, so, DT,
0: and, am I wrong here? Is is that information that no, not, not so much am I wrong? Is that information inaccurate?
1: No, that, that that information is um in terms of what the ages reported. Um, they they have they were consulted.
0: And are they the um, right owners or not?
1: Not in this case.
0: No, I didn't think. I just wanted to clarify one, that
1: one 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 family group. One family group and one family group doesn't represent all, all families. Oh, I in, see. in this in this in this instance. Okay.
0: So it, goes so yeah. to,
1: you know, it goes back to, to, to tribe way, you know, one family doesn't represent, you know, all, all the families.
0: Oh, I know. see what you mean. So basically There
1: are, the, there are twelve families and, and you know, and, and in our way in our way, you know, yeah. we take as long as we need to take in order for everyone to make a decision. And even if, you know, one person has has opposed and everyone else has said yes, it, we still have to wait.
4: Absolutely. You know, that's our way.
1: You know, we still have to wait and give it time. That's our way. It's, our way is not to bicker and fight amongst each other. Our way is to actually sort our business out in the correct manner and in the correct nature. It should be sorted out amongst all of us.
0: So they're not so much the wrong owners. It's more that only one family was consulted and yeah, the, yeah. the clans, the other clans were not um, properly consulted. But then what's there to consult about? I mean, these trees shouldn't be cut down. Simple.
1: That's that's. that's exactly right that's exactly right so you know there was nothing nothing to really negotiate and, and consult within within that situation but i'm just glad um I, you know I, i'm just glad that that you know i was i was in a position and i was and my wife was in a position where we were able to come and 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 you know i'm very thankful that you know um, I was able to do that. I'm very thankful that, you know, Mum Sandra and give me responsibility, Sister Lydia and, and the rest of the sisters give me that responsibility, and I'm, and I'm so glad that I was, you know, able to have... We were able to have that capacity to be here on country, you know, that's why I'm just, I'm just thankful that, you know, my spirit took over and, and my wife's spirit took over and we just come and, and, and you know, we've been on country ever since and we've, and we've held it very strong. And you know, My wife's been the backbone pretty much of of, of all this. I've been the voice of it, but my wife's been the backbone. You know, she's been here throughout the whole 12 months.
0: You know, a, DT... A
1: hell of a lot.
0: Well, it's fantastic what you're saying. and It is really important to be on country. I'm just... I'm sensing that it's becoming very urgent and we need thousands of people to actually go down there. I just wanted to ask you a question. Let me know if you can't answer it. Um Yeah. Given It says in one of the reports here, and I want to make sure that this is accurate, given yeah. that five of the six sacred trees identified in the traditional owner's submission would now be saved by the state government, the minister found yeah. that the project no longer threatened the Aboriginal cultural heritage of the area. That's not true, is it?
1: No, that's, that's very incorrect because Tell me. It, it, what, what, what makes the trees very sacred is, is our mother, is our mother that we are very connected to, and that's our motherland. You know, those, our motherland also helps those very sacred trees grow and, and grow with us in spirit, and, and we're connected to both—not just the trees. You know, we, we, we're not—we're we're not that far down the poverty line where we should be accepting. Um, uh, our trees to stay, but our, our lands in order for where our women conduct, you know, and, and come back to conduct our business. You know, there's going to be a highway that goes through that part of the country, and that's just not good enough for us. That's, we don't see that as viable for our children. We don't see that as viable for our children's future and our, our grand, grandchildren and great grandchildren and so forth. My nephews and nieces, I don't, I don't see that as viable. It's not now, viable. I never come, I never come into, I, I never come into this this type of inheritance. I never come into this. So, so for me. You know, I want to be able to I want to be able to leave a good inheritance for 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 all, for all the mob, not just not just for you know one one family or one clan or whatever. I want I want all my mob, I'm for all my people, and I love my people. And I know that I know there's the struggle, and I know that I, I know how hard we've been hit, you know. And I know that you know a lot of the time that that, our, that you know government are, are really intent on you know divide and conquer our, our mob, but we have just got to you know let our spirit take over. And we just got to go with our spirit and just stick stick by one another because we we we're the ones who who cop it after after every decision's made about us. We're the ones who who cop it enough to have to make, have to pick up the pieces for our kids and our, our families. Who, you know, my sister passed away just a couple of weeks ago. She took her own life. You know, condolences. And, and that, that, that 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 pains me very very much. She left two yeah. beautiful children and yeah. and in a place where, you know, she couldn't come back to country and 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 be able to heal. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's that's not fair, that's no, not fair. That's not it's fair not to fair to my sister's not fair to my nephews and nieces not fair to to our families not fair to the to the tribe to the clan. It's, it's not fair to to our people you know you hurt one you hurt you hurt us all,
0: well, that's you not, know that's not true fair that
1: this this kind of stuff is happening you know and, and I was just watching a video earlier about um and I just shared it on my yeah. page about you know birthing them back on country, you know it's just you know a conversation that you know I want to start having with not not me but i want i I want you know. Sisters and, and aunties and, and mum and all of them just start having these conversations with with, 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 with the you know, in that women's business stuff. Oh, you know, well, that's right. It's not my business, you know, but it's my business to hold, hold country as, as a warrior and, and, and stand up to say, listen, you're gonna attack our women and children in this manner, well. This is you you've got to come from you come from me and my people. You come from me and, and the rest of the warriors standing up
0: exactly. And I mean, okay. you know how they it was saying that five of the six trees could could be saved. Yeah. Like that would be like saying, all right. Well, you know what? We'll go into your backyard and you know into the backyard and get rid of some trees, but we'll leave some standing.
1: Oh, well, it would be like me going. it would be like me going into 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 Dan Andrews' house or, or, or one of the politicians' houses. <laughs> yeah. And saying, "All right, I'm going to remove uh, all five all five bedrooms, and I'm going to leave you the lounge room. Would that be good enough?"
0: <laughs> it's true. It's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Sometimes you've got to. Yeah. You, the other one. You know, you go crazy. Um, now, DT. The other thing is, and I really wanted to see if we can talk a little bit about the lawyer that's handling this this at the moment. Yeah. Apparently, there's one final attempt to halt, halt the project. Can you talk about that? Michael Kennedy yeah, yeah. He's is apparently representing.
1: He's getting ready to launch paperwork um, tomorrow. So he's just Good. finishing up um, the rest of that today. Um, and then he'll launch that paperwork in here tomorrow. And then everybody will um, be able to see what's what's happening, and hopefully we get a, a better result this time.
0: I hope so, you know? I, I hope he can get reviewed uh, by a judge.
1: If if not, we, we're looking at other 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 legal avenues and whatnot. Um, but hopefully we can, um, yeah, hopefully we can get something um, good out of this one. But uh, in any case, the spirits of you know they've kept us here thirteen months. Over thirteen months, they've, they've kept us you know very strong. They've kept kept this place here. They've kept the land safe um That's and, right. and they've bought they've bought many 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 spirits you know many spirits and and now you know it's it's, it's i think it's time that you know they they they're going to start bringing bringing the the people home home to absolutely,
0: country absolutely dt you and know? and i'll tell you something um tell us about the the red alert i mean where can how can people get
5: there um
0: where
1: is so it? The, we're we're up we're based on the western highway on your way to um uh, on your way to Ararat or, or on your way to South Australia on the Western Highway, uh, just outside of Ararat, uh, on opposite Warrayakan Road, um, we have three camps of, uh, available. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a women's camp where, where only women stay down there, and women and children. Uh, there's a middle camp, um, which is one of the one of the camps that is. Um, unprotected in terms of, um, safety of, of one of, one of our very important placenta, uh, directions trees, which is a fiddleback. Uh, the name is an actual fiddleback tree. Um, and it's yeah, 300, uh, 300 years old. And, and, um, yeah, so it's, it's unprotected at this point in time in terms of the, the heritage. Um, and so, yeah, and then we've got top camp, which is the embassy camp, um, which is along the highway. Um, so yeah.
0: Okay. DT, thank you so much for coming onto the program. And any people that wanna um, that wanna get down there, Google sacred trees, or um, speak to DT uh, on Facebook.
1: D-, d-, d W D W Embassy uh, dot com.
0: Oh, beautiful. Um,
1: just one final message. Um yep. To all those all those ones that are struggling, all those ones who don't know their place, all those all those ones who, who you know find themselves lost in that society out there, you know. I welcome you. I welcome your mob to come up here in our country. I welcome you to come and stand with us, and, and hopefully we can teach you some things, in terms of culture, in terms of how to stand up our sovereign way. And then hopefully um, one day you can go back to your mob country, and, and conduct the same business, and, and hopefully you know things work out for us people.
4: Absolutely. So anyone who
1: feel feel the need or feel your spirit um, need to come up here, um, please, you know, allow your spirit to to guide you up here.
0: Lay your spirit to guide you up there and put your bodies on the line to um, push back the cops and the workers.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much, DT. Thanks a lot. No Take care. Thank
1: you, my sister. Take care now. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. And that was DT. And DT um, is a campaigner, one of the campaigners and warriors um, from from the um, Wurrung Embassy. And we were talking about the sacred trees and how we can save them. Next up and last but not least is um, an interview prepared by Peter, pre-record, and it was it's about Ravi, an asylum seeker, who's putting on an event made by Food for Thought. I will play this interview until the end. I may not be able to play the black fella, white fella song. I will try to say goodbye, but if I don't, goodbye for now from the Do and Time show. But don't go away. Stay tuned for this interview and see you next week if I don't get to say goodbye. This interview is very important.
7: Next, we'll be talking to Ravi. He's a Temp- um, Sri Lankan refugee and um, a poet and a storyteller. He was on Nauru during 2012 and 2015 and lives in um, Melbourne now. Um, Food for Fort is an initiative by Ravi. Um, the um, Food for Fort is on the 10th of August um, hosted by Ravi, um, Vid for Fort. on um, Saturday, the 10th of August, 630 pm to 10 pm, Christchurch, Brunswick, 8 Glen Lyon Road, Brunswick. Um, and you get tickets on www.stickytickets.com.au. Hello, Ravi. How are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you?
7: Very good. Um, so, welcome to the show. Can you tell us about Th- this monthly dinner that hopes to raise funds f- to support detainees or recent um settled asylum seekers through celebration of food culture and sharing stories
3: yeah um the project call is food for thought yep then i used to live in perth like a uh, last two years before and i started this project in perth with uh People who are supporting to asylum seekers and
4: refugees. Ah, oh, right.
3: Yeah, and I, I was on this subject, uh, this project is very successfully in Perth, Sydney, Newcastle and a few other places like over 20 events. It's come, um, it's sort of, uh, like, um teaching to people about asylum seekers and refugee. It's the uh, most important thing. It's, uh, I'm um, telling about the refugee crisis in australia
4: yeah education and it's,
3: it's a different way to touch people heart and mind mm. and also it's you know it's always nice food always bring people together
4: <laughs> yeah, i found out
3: true. that while i went to the first visit to perth the first day of Perth, i i was realized that and then straight away clicked on my mind i can do that like this staff together to people who are not migrants and especially onshore and offshore. And uh, I was uh, started this event with um, people who supporting group called Rent Refugee Rights Action Network in Perth.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah, they supported to launch this one in there.
7: Oh, All right. Then, cool.
3: Yeah, and it was get publicity. And I went to Perth. I went to Sydney with REC and few other organizations teachers for refugees and I was really looking forward to do that in Melbourne and I tried yeah. to find the places and I tried to get help to do that and finally one of the vegan twin uh, sisters, um, I met them accidentally on a event and some places and we made a good friendship and mm. good relationship and they supported supposed to do that and they motivate me to, okay, don't stop, that is a good project, try to do that in Melbourne and finally I end up with that now on the 10th of August. It's not only sharing food or stuff, yeah. there's it's a lot of things, It's mm, like a story, you can hear the lots of stories from the refugees and asylum seekers who held up in Nauru and Manus and then yeah. We can share the cultural, and then we can share. The, we're going to be sharing nice documentaries, it's Jolly Swagman, and another few documentaries, and poetries. Oh. yeah, it's, it's it's kind of um, beautiful night. Mm. Yeah.
7: So I believe that um, this is also a social enterprise that supports refugees.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's um, it's uh, completely fundraising to people in a detention center. Right. And, uh, and also people living in the community. It's, um, it's especially to people in Nauru and Manus and um, onshore and offshore mm. to send people top ups and gifts and some things what they want to really they need it and then also I'm trying to help people who are living in the community and hard to find the lawyers and hard to find their fees and stuff yeah. so and also the people who are living in a community at the moment, some few not working, who are sick, and then I'm trying to help them too with what I can get, as much as I can do that, you know? Yeah. So it's showed up completely this fundraising for the people in a, uh, detention, inside and outside, and then people in, in living in a community.
4: Yeah,
7: yeah. 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 Um, so I've only been hosted in, in uh, Perth. Sorry? It's only happened once in Perth? Um,
3: no, no. It, it, I used to, to do this one in Perth. There's Still people are running in, in Perth. Mm-hmm. And um, I started in Perth and I did in Sydney. you done I in
4: did
3: In two eyes in, twice in Sydney and Newcastle. I did three times in Newcastle and once in uh, Batman base in South Coast.
7: Oh, all right. Cool.
3: Yeah, yeah.
7: So, did you do one in Melbourne before? Or?
3: No, no, this is the first time I'm going to do that in Melbourne. Yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to support from this community to come and join with me to enjoy the food and enjoy the words from the health, you know. Mm. i especially calling from human dumping ground. It's Manus and Nauru.
7: Yeah, and Australia. Yeah, basically. and Australia, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll, Please join. Um, um, you're you're um, from Sri Lanka, aren't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's completely. It's, it's, a, it's about my cultural meals, you know, like the Sri yeah. Lankan food.
7: Oh and, wow, nice. Yeah,
3: Sri Lankan food, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just I, I learned this all the cooking from my mom, so <laughs> there's none any complaint still. I, <laughs> I haven't got any com- <laughs> any complaint about <laughs> the food. Yeah, it should be it, it, it it's it's it should be beautiful food and then beautiful I can show with my beautiful paper. So I'm just asking to people come and join with me on tenth of August yes. in yep. Grand Lines or in Anglican Church. There's The tickets available uh, uh in online. You can check on the food for Thought page. Yeah. And I'm really keen to
7: see the people there. <laughs> so there's a vegetarian food. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so there's two short documentaries, isn't there? Yeah. And oh, yeah, a um, plant-based meal. Yeah, plant-based meal and two
3: documentaries. And some and artwork
7: then... as well. It says.
3: Yeah, some artwork too.
7: Yeah. And you, um, not just you're just doing poetry or more people.
3: Uh. So, um there's uh, more people going to be talking the people who already mm. got experience from uh naru yeah, yeah and then people living in a community right yeah
7: can you tell us about uh i had a book and how much it is
3: um it's um we just people paid thirty dollars yeah. and on wages 25 and then kids for 15 dollars yeah. so refugees can always welcome free yeah that's this event for them refugees and asylum seekers they can come always they get free and also they can meet nice people the real australians so yeah yeah their, nice. yeah time with with them so yeah
7: so there's um no music or- Oh, is there music or um, just more poetry?
3: Uh, Not music. So I'm looking forward to do some music too, but we'll see. So there's a a, a nice environment. So, um, yeah, we got some instruments so people can play if they want.
7: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So please support um, this good cause. For those who've um, been subjected to immigration detention regime, for a night of great food, fantastic company and memorial storytelling. Tell- thanks. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Ravi. Um, it's good to hear from you.
3: Oh uh, thank you very much. Peter, thanks for giving this opportunity to Tracy, and then looking forward to you all there.
7: Yeah, thank you. Um have a good yeah. one. You
3: too. Thank right. you.
7: See ya. Bye. Bye. And that was uh Ravi who who's um Doing, who organised this event um, please come there's limited seats pre-booking preferred limited tickets at the door wheelchair accessible soft drinks available for purchase BYO alcohol um, tickets are waged for dollars unwaged 25 and children or unemployed um, 16 but Kids for free um, Go to www.stickytickets.com.au Slash um 90067 So this is um, The event's called Food for Fort Saturday the 10th of August 6.30pm to 10 Christchurch Brunswick Eighth Glen Line Road, Victoria. Uh, thanks guys. Make sure you're there.
0: <laughs> and you're back with the doing Time show and basically it's just about nearly the end of our show. Um thanks to Peter for preparing that pre record. And thank you to um D T and and Brett Collins and also um Chris Breen from the Refugee Action Collective for, for speaking today on our show. Just before we go, um, we've got a couple of minutes left before, and I actually am able to say goodbye and play the Blackfellow Whitefellow song. Just wanted to draw the attention of listeners to the Green Left Weekly. There was an article recently in there um, entitled Pressure to Reform Drunkenness Law. Bills before coronial inquest, and this is for Auntie Tanya Day who <clears throat> who died um, in custody, and Tanya Day's inquest will be the first to consider the role system of systemic racism play, that plays in an Aboriginal person's death in custody. And to quote from the Greenleaf Weekly, the cronial inquest into the death of Yorta Yorta woman Tanya Day, due to start on August 26th, will be the first of its kind to consider the role of systemic racism that's played in an Aboriginal person's death in custody. And for some time there has been a push for public drunkenness laws to be abolished, including a recommendation from the 1987-91 to Royal Commission into Black Deaths in Custody. In 2017, Tanya was travelling from Echuca to Melbourne and fell asleep on the train. Police were called. They took Day into custody using Victoria's public drunkenness law. In custody, Tanya sustained injuries, including to her head. She was hospitalised that night and died a few days later. Victorians can be charged for being drunk or drunken disorderly in public spaces under sections 13 to 15 of the Summary Offences Act 1966. As the Royal Commission into Black Deaths in Custody heard and concluded years ago, public drunkenness laws have led to numerous Aboriginal deaths in custody. They are used to systematically discriminate, prosecute and incarcerate um, Aboriginal people. Gunday and... Gundamata woman Mariki Onis told Community Radio 3CR in March that the law was being unfairly applied to over-police Aboriginal people. It is symptomatic of wider systemic abuses against First Nations people in Australia and around the world, she said. Tanya's family has launched a petition calling for the decriminalisation of public drunkenness and for a health and community response to public drunkenness. Non-custodial solutions that emphasise appropriate monitoring and care for the individual are being proposed. This could include sober wrap shelters liaising with the Aboriginal Community Justice Panel and assisting the person home to the care of friends and family. Owners said that access to services poverty and homelessness which disproportionately affects Aboriginal people are contributing factors to public drunkenness and must also be addressed. Victoria and Queensland are the last two Australian states to criminalise being drunk in a public space. Police in New Th- South Wales can charge a person for being drunk and disorderly if that person has been directed to move on and does not leave in under six hours of the directive. We've got about three minutes before we end our show, but yes, the and Time Show has done extensive coverage um, on this topic and on the topic of um, the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody. And um, Auntie Tanya Day is is a long list, part of a long list of people that have died as a result. Um, of the failure to for the recommendations to be upheld one of them being um, trying to abolish this law of public drunkenness so um, yeah see if you can rock up to that inquest to support the family on the tw- starting on the 26th of August we'll get more details about where it is um, and the Green Left Week- Weekly has written an excellent article um, about that and um, I would advise you to google that and see if you can, if you can read that and try to sign the petition in regards to that, uh, to um, Auntie Tanya Day. Yeah, um, pretty pretty um, packed show today. And our show will be available on podcast um, in the next couple of days. So look out for that in case people just have missed out or only <clears throat> listened to part of the show. And in two minutes, I'll be playing the Blackfella, Whitefella by The Rumpy Band. And it's goodbye from Marissa, and we've got we've actually got Beyond Zero um, up next. So in the meantime, stay safe and take care of each other, and do try to rock up to um, at the blockade um, in regards to the sacred trees. It really is terribly important um, that that they're saved, and I'm hoping that the lawyer. Um, Michael Kennedy can, can try to get a review um, and see if we can still stop that. There's still time. There's still time. It's not over yet. Um, and, you know, we, we have to try. Thanks so much and it's goodbye. Stay tuned every Monday from 4 to 5 for the doing Time Show.
4: A real fella All the people Of different races With different lives In different places It doesn't matter What your name is we got to help. Lots of changes We need more brothers If we're to make it We need more sisters If we're to save it Are you the one who's going to